Good evening. Welcome back to RUF. We're so thankful we can be together over Zoom right now. In case you're new this week, my name is Lewis Lovett, and I'm the RUF campus minister here at WNL. Last week, we started a series in the book of James, and we talked about how God is at work doing big things in and through us in the trials of life. And this is certainly a season of trials. And this week, we're doing, we're doing trials part two in James 1, and we'll see that in trials, Jesus wants to give us life. So uh, with that in mind, let's turn our attention to God's word from James 1, verses 12 to 18. It's going to be shared on the screen. James 1, starting in verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. This is God's word. It's absolutely true, and it's given because he loves us. Let's pray, and then we will jump into it. Lord Jesus, you know what we're going through, and you know how much we need you. And I pray that you would give us life in the midst of the challenges of this week. And I pray... Holy Spirit, that you'd be at work through your word right now so that we might know you and love you more and love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. There are, there are times in every person's life when they come to a crossroads, a moment when they have two options in front of them and they have to make a choice, left or right. And for you know James Bond, the choice is usually between saving the girl or completing the mission. For Frodo Baggins, it's between casting the ring into the fire or keeping it for himself. When you go to cookout, it's between the shake of the week or your old favorite for a little bit more money. Mine is Reese's. By the way, do I do I ask a friend to formal or do I ask the boy I have a crush on? You guys remember formals? Oh, the memories. Uh, do I go funny or do I go sentimental for my FDOC Instagram post? And of course, some crossroad moments are a lot more serious. Do I take a stand for social justice issues I care about, or do I stay quiet? Do I take this job offer, or do I keep my options open? Do I tell this person that I love them, or do I wait and see what happens after we graduate? We talked last week about all the ways that life as a college student this semester are are trials. And one of the things that James challenges us with this week is that the trials we are facing, and for you and me, that's this current semester— of life at WNL, that this trial is a crossroads moment. It's a moment when we are faced with a choice between two paths. And according to James, one path leads to life and one path leads to death. So tonight we're going to look at these two paths in front of you at this crossroads moment of life. And, and I'll tell you that I have an agenda. <laughs> I'll tell you that James has an agenda. We care about which one you choose. We want you to choose a path that leads to life and not the path that leads to death. So let's let's get into it. If if you take anything away from tonight, I want it to be this, that in the midst of the trial of this moment, Jesus is inviting you to life in him. Okay, so first, 
First, trials in the path of, of life. James says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. The, the way of life is to remain steadfast. We talked last week about meeting trials joyfully because of what God is doing in and through us during trials. And here we see James shifting our eyes forward to the end of the race, to what is in store for those who keep running, who remain steadfast. And by steadfast, James means simply that we continue in our love of Jesus and our obedience to Jesus. And the thing that's in store for us is the crown of life. Life is in store. This is the righteousness, glory, and life that is at the end of the hard road of trials and suffering for all who are in Christ. It is, it is the encouragement to keep fighting because your reward will be great, even if you have severe trials now. One of the difficult things about going through times of trials is that we get tunnel vision, right? Our, our sight gets restricted through the stress or the pain or the exhaustion so that we can only see what's right in front of us in the here and now. And James says, don't forget what's in store. Don't forget that the promise of life in Jesus is a promise of eternal life and blessing. Don't forget that one day in the courts of heaven is far better than a thousand of the best days in this life, even if you could somehow magically be free from trials. It, it comes down to this. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep singing. Keep resisting temptation. Remember that you will get the fullness of rest and joy and peace that will heal all your wounds and restore all your losses and fill your cup to overflowing for eternity because the one who promises to be with you in spirit now in your trials will walk with you and smile on you and embrace you forever. I know not everyone on this Zoom call is a Christian, but it is in times of trial that Christians call on their imaginations for a reminder that this present life is not all that there is. That there is a hope in heaven for us. There's an African-American spiritual called Ain't That Good News, which some of you might know. Uh, it goes like this. I got a crown up into the kingdom. Ain't that good news? I got a crown up into that kingdom. Ain't that good news? I'm going to lay down this world. Going to shoulder up my burdens. Going to take it home to my Jesus, ain't of that good news? The, thanks for listening to me sing. The, the crown of life waiting for us as we take up our burdens now. The black church in America has really led the way for this kind of imagination, and it's exactly what we need right now. And it's what James calls us to as a motivation in the fight to follow Jesus during trials. So that's trials in the path of life. Now we turn to James's warning on trials in the path of death. James follows this heavenly encouragement with a warning. And the warning has to do with temptation during trials. Here's what he says in verses 13 and 15. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire, then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. James is getting at something here that, that we're all probably familiar with. When you go through trials, 
you experience a higher level of temptation to turn away from Jesus to your own sinful desires. And this is a pretty sobering section. It reminds us that whatever is tempting you, whether it's gossip or porn or attention from boys or a drinking or obsessing with your body or laziness and procrastination or online shopping, what, whatever it is, it will probably be worse when you're facing trials. And James is really cl- clear that this is not a part of how God is testing you. It's not from God. That that temptation is a result of your selfish desire, and it leads to sin and death. Okay, here's what this means. When we indulge in sin, it, it becomes a life-dominating force, which over time we become less and less able to resist. So if you think it's okay to indulge in sin now because you'll clean up your act later, think again. Don't start down that path. Don't go any further down that path that can dominate your life and pull you away from intimacy with Christ that leads to joy and life. One of the things that we need to do as we experience the heaviness and the tension and anxiety of this current season of life at WNL is to pay attention to where we're being tempted. Are we okay with the decisions we're making? Do we find ourselves justifying some actions and behaviors because times are so crazy? It's COVID. How could you expect me to to not worry about this, to not resist this? Are Are there places we've stopped fighting, stopped resisting, stopped feeling bad about it because we're too tired? One of the things I'd encourage you with this week is to grab a friend, maybe someone on this Zoom right now or someone in your small group and tell them something you feel extra tempted in. Ask them to pray for you. Ask them to text you and check in with you. And make sure that if someone opens up to you about this, that you meet them with love and grace because we all need it. James ends this section in a, in a seemingly kind of weird way. He's talking about sin that leads to death. And then he says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, which is a great name for God that we don't talk about enough, the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or change. James is challenging us to view tests and trials as not traps, but as good gifts from God, as invitations into a land where we grow in love for God, which is the path of life. Our staff has been reflecting this week on Jesus in the wilderness in Matthew 4 when he's tempted by Satan after fasting for 40 days. The desert is a place of trial, but it's also a place of encounter with the life and loving ministry of God. This time of trials is a gift. And God does lead us into deserts. He does lead us onto dangerous ground. He does lead us into situations that test us. But he does so with the promise that he will be with us and the assurance that after the desert comes the land of abundance for eternity. James closes the thought with this. He says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits. And I love that he says this because if you're like me, you're thinking, well, I, I definitely feel like this season of life is a time of trials, but I already feel like I'm failing. We've been, we've been talking about our posture towards God in trials, but James now reminds us of God's posture towards us in trials. My family has been, uh, as a hobby, since COVID started, we've, we've made a garden, which we've been tending this spring and through the summer. And, 
And uh, one of the things that we planted was cucumbers. And when you plant gardens from seeds, there's this really interesting process where you, you take the seeds and you, you put them in the ground and you, and you water them and then you watch. And you water them and you watch and you water them and you watch and nothing happens for a while. And then eventually little sprouts come out of the ground and slowly we saw these cucumber plants grow and they grew taller and taller and they attached onto the little chicken wire fence that's around our our garden beds and they they got really big and then one day we picked our first cucumber and brought it up to the kitchen it it looked kind of like this one right here and we laid it on the counter and we all just looked at it and then we sliced it up and my kids dipped it in ranch and, and we enjoyed it together that was our first for the first fruits of our garden. The first fruits are the most precious. They're the most valuable. They're the most beloved of all the fruit that is to come. And that is us to God. So even if you feel like you are failing the test, know that you are precious to God, that you are loved by God, that Jesus died for you, knowing that you would often stumble and fall when tested. In fact, he alone passed the ultimate test that he might give us his spirit during our trials. He loves you, and he longs to lead you to life, so let's follow him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the promise that when we follow you in trials, that you lead us on the path to life. And I pray that you would help us to choose that path, give us the courage and the faith to fight and resist temptation. And Lord, when we fail, remind us that you are with us and that you died knowing that we would fail so that through your death and resurrection we might have life. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.